You're listening to the Mark and Russia broadcast, episode 117. We'll call this one, Life Was Better Before You Came Along. Sounds like some sort of a country western song, but it's not. You're listening to the Mark and Russia podcast, broadcasting from the belly of the bear in Chelyabinsk, Russia. Kick back and enjoy the show. Don't be a pussy. You know, I grew up during a great time in history. I mean, there were a few drawbacks, of course, such as knowing that your enemy had thousands of nuclear weapons aimed at you and wanted you dead. But at least you understood who your enemy was, and your enemy also did not want to die. No, it was great for a lot of other reasons. I'm happy and proud to say that I had never heard the words hajib or hijab, whatever, burqa, jihad, and so many others that now have become part of our vernacular. I'm actually pissed off that I know what these words mean. Although, when I was young, I might see some veil covering a woman in a cartoon featuring a man on a flying carpet, or some blockbuster movie based in the Middle East. Even then, it would picture some Arab woman, well, it actually was an Arab woman, it was like a European woman, with a sheer type veil just covering the lower part of her face. Not these disgusting black or gray things that these so-called females cover themselves with. Then we have the liberal men-hating women deciding to have a world hijab day in order to show solidarity and to show how empowering the hijab is. Huh, that's funny. I guess I just haven't learned how empowered Muslim women are. I've actually heard the opposite. Maybe I'm just ignorant on this subject. I mean, when does a girl start wearing one of these very flattering accessories? Is it right after they get their female parts cut off with an old razor blade? What's that called again? Oh, oh yeah, female genital mutilation, or FGM for short. Is this the empowering part? Uh, by the way, who does the slicing off of the female parts? Is it the empowered mother or the empowered grandmother or just some other uh, empowered old nasty crone from the neighborhood. Perhaps they start wearing the hijab when their parents have arranged to marry them off to some old man when they are about 6 to 12 years old. I guess I need to issue a disclaimer here before being accused as a hater, and I don't care, I guess I am a hater sometimes, or not sometimes, of some people. I work with and know plenty of decent and, in my opinion, normal Muslims. They typically dress like the non-Muslims and don't do things to draw attention to themselves due to their religion. You know, like most of us also. My beef isn't with just normal Muslims or even with ones all burkered up out in their own country. My beef is with these that move to other countries quite often with no skills and nothing to offer, and then expect the people in the new country to just accept their failed culture that they came from and not just tolerate it and accept it, but actually celebrate it. As I said, I may be ignorant about the culture, and actually, 
I wish that I was totally ignorant about it, as in never having been exposed to this culture. The men apparently don't find these outfits very attractive. Men from these Muslim cultures, I mean. After all, most of us have heard the Muslim men saying about how they view their, their sex lives. They, I've heard them say, women are for procreation, goats are for fun, but young boys are for pleasure. Yeah, that's another little ditty that I never heard when I was younger. Such an impressive ideology and such an empty childhood I must have had. I used to have another podcast where I would uh, break in the middle for a couple of jokes. And since this is kind of an angering type topic for me, perhaps I'll try the same here. Now, first, a, a trigger warning for all of you gentle snowflakes uh, or Hillary lovers, or maybe actually there's no dirty words, not even any swears, but well, maybe it's time for you to go eat a sandwich or something. Although if you're offended by things, you sure wouldn't be listening to this podcast to begin with. Well, anyhow, these are a couple of uh, t-shirts I heard about, uh, about Hillary Clinton, whom I hate and despise. One t-shirt says, life is a bitch. Why elect one? Not bad. The second one says, uh, KFC is running something called the Hillary Special. Two fat thighs, two small breasts, and left wing. Okay, back to the podcast. An ideology is absolutely the correct word to use. If you hate, as I do, the very mention, much less concept of Sharia law. Uh, yeah, sure, another newer word to the West. Anyhow, you're called a racist. Huh? Is there such a thing as the Islamic race? No, there isn't. It's an ideology. Well, you might be asking yourself, what Islamic provocation flew up Mark's butt this week? Well, thanks for asking. I'll tell you now what has fired me up. The media in the U.S. for the past week or so has been breathlessly excited over the first hijab-wearing black Muslim female to compete on the U.S. Olympic team. Wow, black, female, and Muslim. We can really check off all the boxes with her. Well, actually, if she was also LGBT, she would have been the complete package. But then, of course, there would be internal conflict with her as one part of her tried to kill the other part of her. And which two, which two parts? Well, of course, the Muslim part trying to kill the LGBT part. Why, they were so excited, the media, I mean, that CNN wrote an open letter to Michael Phelps asking him to let her carry the American flag during the opening ceremony rather than himself because, well, he's just too white, Christian, and, well, you know, boring. Never mind the fact that he has won more gold medals than anyone else in Olympic history, 24, 
or the fact, excuse me, that's gold medals. Yes, I said that. Or the fact that he participated in four Olympics before this one and never had the honor before of being the flag carrier or even an afterthought that he happened to win six gold medals this time in Rio. No, it was just time that we had a black woman Muslim carry the flag. Forget the fact that she was a loser in these Olympics, loser, getting eliminated quite early. You know, eight years ago, it was just time to elect a black, elect a black U.S. president, regardless of the fact that he hated America and practiced socialism. And this time we're told it's just time for the first woman president, regardless of the fact that she's a lying, scheming criminal responsible for the deaths of many, you know. It's just time. Well, a podcast is an audio experience and not really visual. You can go to my website, markandrussia.com, and see pictures. But here, I'll just try to describe this woman who is just as American as apple pie. Now, when I say this, I'm not totally joking. She was born in America, and so were her parents. The parents converted to Islam and then went the full Monty as in dressing like Arabs, changing their name, you know, full in your face Muslims. One photo I have shows her next to a teammate during the time when the American national anthem is playing. Her teammate has her hand over her heart like any other real American, but our black woman Muslim hero has her hands at her side. Now, why should she be carrying the flag? But that's not all. A quick check into her social pages will actually show that she is a racist, hating Jews, and is also a hater of America. Yeah, let the bitch carry the flag. Hey, CNN, you suck. Here's a little gem from her Instagram account. Muhammad. Oh, oh, did I mention that her name is Muhammad? Yeah, what a shock. Anyhow, Muhammad posted a picture of another Muslim woman Leila Khalid, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to try to pronounce these freaking names of these people. Who made history as the first female Muslim hijacker of an airplane with the terrorist group Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. Yabba Dabba held a gun and smiled in the old picture. And next to it, Mohammed wrote in a caption, me with a gun. I'm not going to read this. I'm going to just call her Muhammad. That's her last name. Her first name is uh, Ibtihaj. I don't give a shit. Yabadabadu Muhammad's Twitter page carried a series of nasty headlines against Israel and free Palestine hashtags, including Israel accused of war crimes by UK Parliament. Bolivia declares Israel a, teller, uh, Israel a terrorist state and Israel guilty of ethnic cleansing an apartheid, says UN reporter. And here she is on Twitter. I was just asked to remove my hijab at South by Southwest registration for my ID badge. I can't make this stuff up. By the way, this wasn't true, but the but truth is the first casualty when you have a revolution happening. And I can't make this stuff up. What, that you were asked to take off your frigging bag? You're asked to take the bag off your head so they could take a picture for a badge, huh? Yeah, you can't make that stuff up. Here's another. Islam's history in the United States begins with black history. 
Actually, it's another lie. Islam's history in America involved the American Navy destroying and defeating the Barbary pirates shortly after the American Revolution. These guys were all Islamic, and they were boarding and stealing and taking American ships and keeping the sailors as slaves, just like now, like the frigging Somalians. Still another. If you're uncomfortable traveling on a plane with a Muslim, then you're the one who needs to get off the plane. Stop your bigoted paranoia. Huh? I'll bet that there were a whole lot of people on the three airplanes piloted by her heroes on 9-11 who wish they had known about that option. And, angry, armed, and white, the typical profile of America's most violent extremists. Wow, news to me. Seems to me that typical profile is they're Muslim and their name Mohammed. The UN just issued a scathing critique of the U.S. justice system. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Spoken like a true patriot, you scumbag piece of crap. Anyhow, you get the idea. The tweets, etc. go on and on are not indicative of someone who loves America and who has the honor of carrying the flag at the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Now, I could go on and on about this very special person and about the powerful minority of voices in America that hate everything about the country. There is a reason why when you look all over the world at the world's most advanced and enlightened countries, that all these are, well, I'm sorry, there were just white founded countries founded by Europeans, basically, based on Christians, uh, Christianity and Judaism, based on those principles. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You invented the number system a thousand years ago. Holy crap. Yeah, I'll go there. And I'm not a white supremacist, but being a white man from a Western country, I would never trade places with anyone else. And I am proud of who I am and where I'm from. In America, Obama and his ilk have been largely successful in pitting one group of people against uh, another. This was learned from Marx via Alinsky. You know, I've never been a Trump lover, but I've always been a Hillary extreme hater. I, like about 60% of other Americans, would like to see the end to political correctness, a wall on the southern U.S. border, and a halt to Muslim immigration from countries with a history of radical Islam. At least until we can figure out who's coming in. I dream of a day, which will never happen, I think, that I'll have to travel to the Middle East if I have a hankering to see a hijab or a burqa. I have two young daughters, and unlike some pussy guys from Europe, I'll protect them from these scum hordes. Fortunately, in Russia, these scums have not yet been allowed to take root. The only interaction between them and Russians are Russians bombing their cities in Syria. No refugees allowed here. Just thought I'd share my views on the hijab. Until next time, this is Mark in Russia saying goodbye.